Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're talking about Assassin's Creed. If you haven't been looking on social media, a number of things happened this morning precipitated by a leak from investigative journalist Jason Schreier of Bloomberg, who found out and reported on the existence of Ubisoft's new Assassin's Creed project, codenamed Assassin's Creed Infinity, which was summarized by Nibble at Nibble Lion, a prominent Twitter summarizer and leaker of information, as follows. Assassin's Creed Infinity is an evolving platform with multiple settings. Games are connected but feel slash look different, inspired by Fortnite or Grand Theft Auto Online. Quebec and Montreal are working together on it. And as I want to do on Twitter, I looked at that summary, especially after seeing some of the latest news in the video game industry, and I said, oh, that's that's not really what I wanted. I love Assassin's Creed. I especially love its RPG iteration. You can see my game of the year from 2018 was actually Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I view as something like the pinnacle of the series. You don't have to agree with me on that, but certainly changing it into a live services platform inspired by Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto Online doesn't sound like something that I would want as someone that really loves the single-player Assassin's Creed RPG framework, and that's exactly what I sent out into the world. I said, well, that's pretty much the opposite of what I want out of Assassin's Creed quite the week for gaming news. But, and this is a bit of an aside, and it's easy for me to do just as it's easy for anyone else on social media or elsewhere to do, I think that that ultimately was a bit of a quick reaction. Because as it turns out, if you go and you look at this Bloomberg article, and I'll be putting up some quotes from it in just a second, it doesn't exactly say this in so many words with particularity that inspiration by Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto Online. Jason Schreier at Bloomberg is in fact doing something very different when he references those things in his article. And so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how things kind of get out of hand here where Assassin's Creed Infinity might be terrible, might be awful, might be microtransactions and game as a service and everything that someone who hates those things could wind up hating about a series. But it might not be, and there really isn't any commitment to it being multiplayer or it being particularly service-oriented in what we found out today. Why? Because Jason apparently got wind of this at Bloomberg and reported on it almost immediately when, by all reckoning, it appears to be way, way, way out on the horizon. This is another kind of evolution of Assassin's Creed, very similar to when they moved from their original framework to their RPG model, and we have no idea what that entails. Let's see what Bloomberg actually reported. They say a new project, which is known inside Ubisoft Entertainment SA by the codename Assassin's Creed Infinity, sets out to create a massive online platform that evolves over time, according to people familiar with its development. Now, we've seen that phrase before, right? In fact, we just talked about that phrase from Bloomberg, different reporters, just this week where they reported in March, the new Switch iteration will support NVIDIA's deep learning, super sampling, or DLSS, which of course turned out to be not accurate, or at least not accurate for this year. It might be accurate in some future year for some future Switch. But as of right now, Bloomberg's reporting on the Switch project from earlier this year is highly questionable. And so whenever we see a phrase like, according to people familiar with its development, what do we do? We take it with a grain of salt. But Jason has good sources. He has good contacts. 
And as a matter of fact, after this article went up, I think within hours, Ubisoft confirmed the existence of Assassin's Creed Infinity. We're going to be looking at their statements, which were added into parts of the Bloomberg article. And so the existence of the thing is verified. What the thing is really isn't. Because massive online platforms, sure, that could be Fortnite. That could be Grand Theft Auto Online. Frankly, it could also just be a hub that has different Assassin's Creed stories and environments and timelines that you access in a similar single-player capacity while engaging in that hub and maybe that hub morphs or is added to as part of that project. The answer to that is we have no idea what it's intended to be because this is all that Jason Schreier gives us. He does say Infinity will contain multiple settings with room to expand to others in the months and years following its debut, said the people who asked not to be identified discussing a project under development. That's all well and good, but we have to take that with the grain of salt that we do for any anonymously sourced materials. But it doesn't tell us what the game actually is. In fact, Jason then says details surrounding the project, which hasn't been previously reported, I'm getting this, I'm breaking this news, are in flux and it's still years away from release. Not only does Jason Schreier and Bloomberg not know what this thing is, it's implied Ubisoft doesn't know what this thing is yet. And that's normal for a creative process. That's not throwing Ubisoft under any kind of bus. When you start a project, especially when dealing with one of your most popular, most revenue-generating intellectual properties at your company, you're going to take some time to decide what that next evolution is going to be, which is exactly what we see when Ubisoft is effectively forced to acknowledge some of this in a blog post that actually doesn't seem as hastily written as one might have assumed for what appears to be a reaction to a Bloomberg article. They start, from its action-adventure origins to its RPG evolution, Assassin's Creed has shown how the decisions we make now, no matter how big or small, can influence the events of the future. I, I love this particular hook slash conceit for the press release because what they do is they, they say, our games have long talked about how we can influence the future, and that goes the same for our decisions about how to develop the games. And it's like, oh, some clever PR person came up with that as the hook for the opening paragraph of the press release. And you know what? I can't deny them that. It's just amusing to me. Along with our announcement of new content coming for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and you might remember from E3 that Ubisoft announced that they were going to have an extra year of support for Valhalla, presumably because whatever plans they had weren't coming together as quickly as they thought, and this Assassin's Creed Infinity project is a little bit further on, so they need to keep the ball rolling in Assassin's Creed. Now, while I personally would have preferred some more Odyssey rather than some more Valhalla, I still enjoyed Valhalla. I think it was in my top 10 last year, but lower on that list. We wanted to share some key updates on the talented and creative minds that will now be working in a collaborative cross-studio structure between Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Quebec, that will guide, grow, evolve, and define the overall future of Assassin's Creed that includes an important upcoming early in development project codenamed Assassin's Creed Infinity. So a couple of things are happening here with their messaging. One thing that you'll note immediately is the reference to a cross-studio collaborative structure. And this is actually the focus of this press release. They don't talk about the game or the game possibilities or the platform or what it might look like nearly as much as they talk about the fact that they're taking Ubisoft Quebec and Ubisoft Montreal and effectively building a shadow Assassin's Creed company out of this joint collaborative venture, which 
they say happened because the pandemic had everybody working from home. We realized the walls could come down and it doesn't matter where you are physically with respect to the studio. And to be honest, that's right. If you can get your development process working at a semi or mostly efficient level without the need to actually have people be in the same room, then you can take advantage of the talent that you have across a vast infrastructure. And these are the kinds of changes that you might see across this and many, many other industries as companies start to figure out, maybe we don't need to be in metropolitan areas. Maybe we don't need to even be in the same areas to get these th things done. And that is in respect here of a video game, Montreal and Quebec, working together in what they describe as this new cross-studio collaborative structure. You'll also see reference to the fact that they're talking about the future of Assassin's Creed. They're not making any commitments to it. And that that future includes, it's not described here as is defined by Assassin's Creed Infinity, probably because these details are still in flux, but that Ubisoft is implicating here that this is not the only way that you'll see Assassin's Creed in the future. Does that mean that there'll be some kind of split off between a platform and more normal Assassin's Creed's? I would argue probably not, but it still reserves the possibility of those spin-offs, the side-scrolling Assassin's Creed's, maybe some mo mobile games, maybe a more Assassin's Creed gotcha, whatever it might be that Ubisoft deigns to think up. Assassin's Creed Infinity is only a part of the future that they see for this particular brand. Then you get references to who's going where and how the studios are going to work together. I'm not so interested in the details here. Absolutely. Check out the blog post. Check out the Bloomberg article if you're interested in those. But you do get a reference to this project as ensuring the Assassin's Creed franchise continues to exceed the expectations of fans. Okay, great. We're going to do even better who have been asking for a more cohesive approach to its development over the past several years. Now, that's an interesting line, right? I, I love Assassin's Creed. I've really loved it in both forms. I think like anything that you love, any game, movie, television show, or otherwise, I have my criticisms of it. I do think that as an ongoing story that Ubisoft tries to make with its future environment and whatever is happening, it doesn't work terribly well. It's possible that they're referring to that kind of thing, that Assassin's Creed games don't really go together so well. And so they're going to make this platform that makes it more clear how the games themselves go together. That's not the worst thing in the world, certainly not the worst thing in the world from a narrative perspective. But they add this phrase about its development. I, I don't need a cohesive approach to its development. I need a cohesive approach to its output. I need a cohesive approach to what's being told as a story. I do not care. I could not possibly care less about how the games themselves and how the studios that make them work together to get that game out the door to me. A cohesive approach to development doesn't matter. Now, they could, again, just be combining those phrases, but it's a weird thing to say. Fans in general aren't clamoring for specific development styles or strategies or that Quebec and Montreal work better or that this president should become this head and this head should become this vice president. Fans of everything don't really care at that level how the sausage gets made. Although certainly in the Bloomberg article and not part of what we'll be talking about in this video, Jason Schreier spends a, a great deal of time talking about the Ubisoft accusations and what they've been dealing with and how they've been responding or failing to respond to those, how certain people that are involved with this project have had certain accusations against them. As I've said in this space, I don't know enough about any of the details there, about any of the situations, about how Ubisoft is handling those investigations and situations to speak from a place of intelligence. So I won't do so. However, 
even though I say stow your hidden blades as the thumbnail to this video, if you decide I'm not going to get invested in Ubisoft or Assassin's Creed or anything because of the way they've handled those issues, more power to you. This isn't about that. This video is about this discussion of this particular project in Assassin's Creed Infinity and how it got reported, not exactly wrongly, but too superficially and I think has created a little bit more consternation than was necessary. So we've got a little bit more detail here. Let's get a little bit more from this post. This change means we're also evolving along with the video game industry. Now, I, I don't know if you're at all like me, but I read a phrase like that and I say, okay, there's your red alert. There's your red flags. For the most part, I don't want my single player RPG. And Ubisoft has introduced live services elements to Assassin's Creed throughout Odyssey and Valhalla. They have things like dailies and weeklies and specific currencies that you can use to get specific things from the store and, and updates in Valhalla for new river raid locations and what have you. But that's still distinct to me from Grand Theft Auto Online or Fortnite or those kinds of things that we'll talk about and why they were referenced in Jason Schreier's article. I hear about evolution of one of those game series and I say, uh-oh, I'm not so happy about that. But again, it seems to be that they're just talking about this merger of the studios. Continuing with this paragraph, Assassin's Creed was born within the walls of Ubisoft Montreal and the studio built an incredible foundation for the franchise with the immense skill and creativity of its teams before Ubisoft Quebec then took the lead to drive the franchise even further. Now, the strange thing about this post is... It's a little bit combative as between their own subsidiary studios. I'm not entirely sure why you make a public statement that says something along the lines of, sure, that studio started it out, but this studio took it even further. And also we're combining them and there's going to be a weird combination of leads and project heads across these two studios. And don't worry about that. The point is they both do good work uh, and we're going to, I don't know, have them fight against each other to hopefully have them temper each other into making a better and better game. Don't know. Rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, we profoundly, not just simply, we profoundly believe this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership. So if you want to be generous. You want to say, you know what? I don't think Assassin's Creed is actually changing. What I think is changing is that they don't want to bounce the assets. They don't want to bounce the talent. Between these two studios, they figured out a way to make these companies work together. But the easiest way to make that work logistically is to have some kind of hub and spoke model where we've got an Assassin's Creed Infinity platform and then Quebec is making Ancient Rome and Montreal is making whatever you might like to visit as a part of an Assassin's Creed game. And we're going to use that hub and spoke model to hopefully make the whole thing a little bit more cohesive, maybe even make a plot line across games that makes sense and that everybody doesn't think is just kind of there just because. That's generous. You want to not be generous. You look at it and say, oh my God, it's going games as a service. They're going to do events. There's going to be Christmas currency to get. We're going to lose everything that makes Assassin's Creed special because they're just monetizing and capitalizing on the intellectual property that they own. And you can read this that way. However, it's important to note that this particular post, and in fact, the Bloomberg article, doesn't tell you which way to read it one way or the other. Because as Jason Schreier freely admits, nobody has any idea what this thing is finally going to wind up being. Which leads us back to why I wanted to make this video and why I think this tweet that I put out there is basically wrong and jumped to conclusions a little bit in advance because of this summary. And that is because, and I'm not criticizing Nibble here, I think he did a good job taking the paragraphs and sections of this article and putting it out there for the world. 
inspired by Fortnite or Grand Theft Auto Online, doesn't appear in the Bloomberg article in relation to in Assassin's Creed Infinity specifically. It certainly doesn't appear in their blog post. So where does it appear? Well, if we look at the article, we see the following quote. The plan to turn Assassin's Creed into a so-called service game follows a trend employed by other big publishers inspired by smash hits like Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto V, these living online platforms can keep players engaged for years by frequently adding new content or changing the experience in dramatic ways. So what is this set of paragraphs? What is Jason Schreier doing? He's writing for Bloomberg, not Kotaku, not Polygon, not somebody that is immersed in video games all the time. So he's writing paragraphs to explain to a generalized audience what the heck he is talking about when he talks about platforms and live service games and what he means and why this might impact the financials of the company. There's another paragraph that talks about stock prices. And so he does this by saying, what's inspired by Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto V? What's the subject of this sentence? It's not Assassin's Creed Infinity. It's online platforms on the whole. So Jason which is his want, which is what he's supposed to do when he is giving an article to a general interest site like Bloomberg, is trying to explain to people that aren't immersed in this culture what in the world a platform is. And this gets reported here as inspired by Fortnite or GTAO, but it's not Assassin's Creed Infinity. It's Jason Schreier trying to explain what a platform even is and can be. And if you know live services games, sure, that's inclusive of Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto V. It's also probably inclusive of Valhalla and Odyssey, which are things that I'm obviously totally okay with in terms of implementation. And nowhere in Jason's reporting or the Ubisoft blog post are they saying that this new Infinity project is going to be focused on multiplayer. It's going to be focused on sharp cards. It's going to have Thanos show up and snap away Altair and Ezio who are going to combine across the timeline. It doesn't say any of those things. So when you're reading about these, when you're looking on Twitter, when you're looking on social media, when you're reading anything that's in a summary form, I'll give you the same advice I should have taken this morning. Read the actual article. See what's being done because a summary, and Nibble is not at fault here, although he could have been slightly clearer, any summary is going to cut corners because that's the purpose of a summary. It's not to be as long as the article itself. And you wind up in situations where an article written for a general interest audience explains what a platform is by talking about massively successful ones so that they can help, hopefully, the general interest audience understand why Ubisoft might make a decision like this. And then that gets extrapolated across the internet. So while I thought this might be the opposite of what I want out of Assassin's Creed, and it might still be, there is no guarantee that that is in fact the case right now. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you're interested in supporting the channel, please consider looking at Patreon, Streamlabs, our store, or otherwise just subscribing, just upvoting, downvoting. We don't mind downvotes. Having a discussion with us in the comments and telling your friends that we're having these conversations. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, 
please consult your own legal counsel.